Guys, we are so excited. This is another Sunday morning. And look, football's already started. The Packers and the Giants, they are already getting at it. But it's all good because we're going to catch you up on some things and go forward. But first, before we even start, we have to talk about our new sponsor, SeatGeek. Because they're actually sponsoring this video, this show. Without them, this show doesn't happen. SeatGeek is a super cool app that gets you tickets to all kind of games, whether it's baseball, football, basketball. They find ways to get you the best deals, the best seats. They do all kind of other things, Chan, but you also use them for games. Oh, man, I download that app. You use the promo code PIVOT yep. on that app. You get 20, 20 bucks. off already just for putting in PIVOT, and we don't know where we're going to be. Yep. We move around. So if we somewhere on a Sunday morning, and I know a game's there, go on SeatGeek. It's so easy. Get my tickets, and they're going to watch out for you. And there's so many good deals on there. You're talking about moving around. Look for the three green dots. Yep. Three green dots mean it's a great deal. Freddie Flowers wants you to get the great deal. Three red dots, not so good. Three green dots, make it happen. And it's not just sporting events now. You got the concerts. You got anything that got a ticket to it, SeatGeek can get you a seat. And use that promo code PIVOT, 20 bucks off, off back. Listen, we got to get to the show. But before we do, make sure you click the link in our description and the promo code PIVOT gets you $20. Now, let's get back to this show. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cow pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cow pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Hey, man, listen. To start a Sunday show, it's great to be able to talk about the Thursday game, right? It's the one game that's already happened in week five. And your boy, Russ, <laughs> is not boy. playing well. It's your boy. Because remember, coming over here, you said you was going to defend him. And I got to, man. I got to defend Russ, fellas. I know he's not playing well. I know they, Geno Smith is actually outplaying him in his own city. But do you believe that Nathaniel Hackett is really putting this man in the best situation to be successful? Do you I think don't. That, you think this coaching staff is really putting him there? You think his weapons? I love Jerry Judy. He called him, we called him a couple the other night, but I don't think that the team is there for Russ. So is Russ not playing up the Hall of Fame potential? No. But is it all on Russ? No. Freddie T, when you think about him saying it's not all on Russ and Nathaniel Hackett has to play a huge role in it, I believe that too, right? He's right. so a first-year coach. He doesn't have an experienced offense coordinator. He doesn't have an experienced defense coordinator. Even a guy like Sean McVay, when he got the job, he hired Wade Phillips. So he had that old-school coach that could help him out. We don't have that. But you don't think Russ has to somehow overcome maybe some bad coaching every now and then because he's that good, he's a Hall of Fame player, and he's making $256 million. You, you said everything I was going to say, Arsene. See, I mean, Russ, the expectations are high. When you have a trade as such, I think Denver gave up uh, four, 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 uh, three players, mm -hmm. six, six picks, yep. you know, uh, first rounders, second rounders, this year, next year. I mean, so the expectations are high. And he's certainly underachieving, but it's just the first quarter of the season. I think let's give it a chance to see how it come, comes into play. And then we'll come back to it maybe after week eight or something like right. that. But right now, we all we know Russ is an amazing player. He's extremely gifted. He's a Hall of Famer. If he retired today, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So uh, I, I would say, no, let's come back and revisit this Russ situation in four weeks, and let's see what happens. Yeah, I don't think you can judge right now, but even with not being able to judge right now on what the totality of Russ's season will be or who he'll be as a Denver Broncos, I believe it's at least safe to say this isn't what we expected. 
We didn't expect it to look like this. We didn't expect it to feel like this. And so we know that Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett have to get going because of the expectations that are in Denver. The one team or the one quarterback who's been meeting expectations to me, Freddie T, has been Jalen Hurts. And when we were talking before the show, you said that if you had to give him a label right now, he'll be the 2022 pivotal player of the year. What are you seeing in Jalen that makes you want to give him Freddie's flowers? Everything. A guy who has a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he's so competitive. But more than that, he's a leader. He's leading that team. They gave him some weapons. You talk about coaching, development, roster. He has a roster. He has so much talent around him. Devonta Smith's a dog. A.J. Brown's a dog. Miles Sanders, he's running the ball. So they're freeing him up to just be relaxed. And he's playing relaxed. He doesn't seem phased. Yeah. He's so poised. Chan, I know you said at one point, they're, they're running him a lot. Yes. He doesn't even want to run first. But he has that package and he has that ability. And he's just, for me, the player, the most pivotal player to this point in the season, I would certainly give it to Jalen Hurts. My fear about him is that, like you're saying, they're not designed runs for him, just like Kyler Murray, not designed runs. Some, and, they're, and they're playing. You know what I'm saying? They're going after it. But those smaller guys, Cam can do it. Josh Allen, we see him get beat up, banged up. He jumped back up. Bigger frame dudes. My thing is Jalen is playing out of his mind. Four passing touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns. The man's balling now. I'm, I'm with you, Fred. I'll give him my MVP as well. But can he do that for the next, what, 13 weeks? Mm -hmm. That's my only question about Jalen with the style that he's playing with right you now. You don't think, though, uh, Chan, that Jalen, he's the type of player he's going to study. We see, I just talked about leadership. He's watching the go. He saw how Tom has come around. I think he's going to take a page out of Tom's book in terms of taking care of his body. At this point, when you have a good, good record as what the Eagles are having right now, then you're going to do certain things to make sure you're available. The other piece about this is, and I know, you know, Jalen Hurts, it's well documented as a 600-pound squatter. And he's not the, the tall guy. He's not the Cam and the Josh Allen by frame. But he's also 220 pounds plus. Strong. So he's not necessarily as little or as fragile or as frail as some of these other quarterbacks we see. He is almost built like a Fred Taylor, like, like a running back. And he's strong like that. So I think he can take some of those hits. But I agree with you, too. As a quarterback, you can't take the excessive hits when you're already going to get banged up in the pocket. When we talk about quarterbacks, I wanted to focus on what is our most pivotal moment, though, in the first four weeks, and it has to be down in your land, yeah. and that's the Tua Tungvaluwa saga. Obviously, Mike McDaniel tried to handle it the best way he can. I mean, he's almost in tears and talking about what he saw with Tua Tungvaluwa as he lay on the ground against the Cincinnati Bengals. But this was the team that was on the rise. This was a quarterback that was proven he could be franchised, a team that was going to battle with the Buffalo Bills or was leading the Buffalo Bills at the time in the AFC East. How have you seen that moment affect the team in South Beach? Oh, it affected them a lot, man. It's all they talk about. You know, we're going into the games the whole week. We're not even evaluating football anymore. We're talking about Tua. Was the decision made right? That's about to change football. They're about to redo the concussion protocol yes. because of the situation. Just basically, if somebody looks that way, yes. it's an issue. And we saw with football past that, that's that Thursday night game that now, mm. dude wobbles a little bit, dude gets up and shakes their hands. They're yeah. taking him out of there. Yep. They're calling it the eye test, mm. which I actually like. I, you know, you look in your teammates' eyes and see if he's there or he's not yep. there. I know all y'all done looked over and yeah, yeah, old boy gone. Right. So it's changing football right now. But for the team, for the, for the Dolphins, like you were saying, they were 3-1. and one. They beat the Buffalo Bills. Yep. The Super Bowl contending, you know, Super Bowl favorite to win, they beat them boys, can, you know, beat them convincingly right there and went head-to-head -head with them all game. Now 
I don't know if Teddy can do it. Teddy's a 500 quarterback. Love Teddy Dev. I'm name drop. He's a friend of mine. I got his phone number. But if you look at his career, he's a 500 guy. So now with Tua down and, and, and ascending, and what he was doing, he threw six touchdowns in that Ravens game. Mm -hmm. Can we get that or anywhere close to that out of Teddy to keep this team getting right? I think it really affected the team mentally too. Freddie T, when you look at a team, and, and you're an offensive player, and I know you understand this better than we do, when you have a piece like that at quarterback and you're starting to jail and your team is ascending, what is it like trying to come back from that moment of seeing your quarterback on the, on the ground like that, but then also understanding we got to now go out and produce without it? I mean, they, they pride themselves on defense. You know, they've been a team that's been great on the other side of the ball defensively. I think the offensive guys coming into the season, when they added Cheetah, you know, having Waddle coming back, they said, we're going to be explosive. Who's going to be the guy to deliver the, deliver the package? Mm -hmm. It's going to be Tua. So, yeah, those guys are going to get down on themselves, but they still have a very good record. And as long as they're trending that way, they're going to get behind Teddy Bridgewater, a guy who has shown the ability to win in his league, Chan. And I think Teddy, as long as he knows he's going to be the starter each and every week now going forward, I think he prepares accordingly, yeah. and he puts them in the right position to go out there and, 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 and make some great plays and win some of those games because they are competitive, and he doesn't have to do a lot. He has the playmakers around him. Give the ball to the playmakers. Let them make the plays. Let the defense save you on the other side. You're still in it. And, and one more thing, quickly, with McDaniel. They're criticizing Mike McDaniel, saying that he put his player in a bad situation. McDaniel said something in his press conference down there that made a lot of sense to me. The medical staff clears to him. Now, I personally don't let Tua play. Flip the coin. And we, they, we lose. That's on me. Yeah, but flip the coin, too. If the medical, if the medical staff says he can't play, it's now it's my decision to put him in the game. Mm -hmm. So if I go with the doctors, I need to go with the doctors on both behalves. If they said the doctor said he's done, he's done. Now the doctor says he's good. I'm going to say he's done. That's not fair. Yeah, to I don't. And so, and so I, I, I don't push back on that. I 100% understand that. We also had an opportunity to sit down with Mike Tomlin. Mm -hmm. I didn't have one doctor that said I was good to play in Denver. I had several doctors. I had a team that was assembled and a staff that was assembled around me that said I was cleared, said I'd be okay. Also said they'd be on extra alert and they'd do everything they need and take every precaution to be prepared in case of anything. And Mike Tomlin made that decision for me. And so, whereas I understand and hear Mike McDaniels, and what Mike McDaniels saying is very true. I, if I'm going to go with him in one way, I, I, can, I need to go with him in another way. I don't have to go with him, right? I don't have to make that decision. And what I said on Monday after, I mean, on Friday, after watching Tua Tagovailoa go down, I said, sometimes common sense has to weigh in. And I wasn't talking about what happened against the Bengals. It was about what happened against Buffalo. That sometimes when I'm watching this man stumble back to the line, I got to be smart enough to say it doesn't look like a back to me. And that's not his job. That's not his obligation. But I think that's something we are moving to now in the concussion protocol. I think another thing for me, though, it brings me to teams who haven't played well the first four weeks, right? Because we saw the Miami Dolphins. They were 3-1, they and one, a team that very well could have been 4-0 if their quarterback is still healthy. So let's think a little bit about teams who haven't performed the way we thought they should or teams that may have played okay that you think can make the pivot to be a team in the second half or the second quarter of the season. The defending AFC champions. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. They start out 0-2. Mm-hmm. I, say, I sat and watched what T. Higgins did when Jamar Chase wasn't showing out. Yeah. Now they start leaning towards T. Like exactly what we saw last year, they can do that. Joe Burrow didn't practice a lot. Mm-hmm. We were up there. Remember, we were up, yeah. we were up in Cincinnati, and Joe Burrow wasn't even at practice. Right. So he didn't get a lot, of, a lot of preseason. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a little bit of that Super Bowl hangover they had, losing the Super Bowl hangover. And so now I think they're going to get back to where it was. I think Zach Taylor getting the boys back, proven winning coach. And I think that 2-2 two and two Cincinnati Bengals team, I think they're going to make a big run. Channing took my team. That was my initial pick. Yeah. Uh, but I got to go, and uh, I want to follow Russ again, man. Ooh. You know, Denver's not – Denver – Russell Wilson, his his presence alone should win you some ball games. I mean, he's an amazing talent. Mm. We can't er- ever deny no, that, defense, right? Yeah. Right, and they have a solid defense, and they have some players around Russ. What's happening there? You know, I don't know. We can all point the fingers. We want to say Coach Hackett, first year coach, no OC, no uh, Russ still getting warmed up, all this other stuff. Yeah. We don't know, but I think they're underachieving because for them to pay Russ the amount of money they paid him and the expectations was as, as high as they've probably ever been around there since bringing in Peyton Manning. Yeah. That's what they thought was yeah, going to happen. Felt like, right? They felt that they were bringing in Peyton. They got new ownership. It felt good. They brought in Russ, and they're underachieving. So. They definitely get the let's ride into the swamp <laughs> <laughs> award because they, they, they're not playing good ball at yeah, all. I hate when people bring up money when talking about it. And money is a, y'all all know overpaid dudes. Everybody brings up Russ and say they paid him that much money. That was a bad decision, maybe. But like the thing is, though, we're not saying, we're not saying that it's a bad decision or they talking overpaid about expectations. him. But well, what we're saying is you paid him based on what you thought he was going to do. Correct. What you thought he brought to the team. And now not seeing that, you kind of get that feeling like, okay, maybe we made that mistake. But obviously you have to let it play out. We have to see Nathaniel Hackett continue to grow. For me, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a team that's two and two. They haven't played well offensively in the first three games. Mike Evans comes back last week. They play a little bit better, but now we're seeing the defense fault her a little bit. I think the pride kicks in. I think the understanding of who they are kicks in and they start to play better. But I want to finish this conversation off talking about a team that I think had to pivot the most in the entire first quarter of the season. That's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Right? You look at a team who's not playing well against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dak Prescott goes down. And that's your franchise quarterback. That's your leader. That's the best player on the offense, the most important player on the offense. Now Cooper Rush comes in, plays extremely well, but it's been more so about that defense. Chan, when you're watching Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Donovan Wilson, Trayvon Diggs playing better than he even played last year, what do you think the ceiling is for this team that's playing the way that they are? I don't know. Oh, see, I heard you say they Super Bowl team. I don't see it. I can't see a Super Bowl team there, mm-hmm. man. I don't think they really have a top elite number one receiver. Okay. I don't think Zeke is what he used to be. Even when Dak comes back, this offense scares me a little bit to, to say that Dallas is really going to shake some up this year, but you hit it on the head. This defense can carry a team. Mm-hmm. So back with them Eli Manning Giants. That defense carried a team. That front four with O.C. and them boys. Right. Then he straight. found ways. Then Eli found ways to make plays when it counted. Couple, couple throws deep. The, the head, the, the Tyree, the David yeah. Tyree catch. Like that's what that team was. So, if the Cowboys are a successful playoff team, it'll be on this defense's back 
where Dak makes a couple plays here and there, but I'm still worried about a throwing thumb on his throwing hand and now him carrying the team deep into the playoffs through cold weather. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what's important. How, how good is Dak? How healthy is he when he gets back? Which brings me to this question, though, Freddie T. We watched the Los Angeles Rams make the playoff run last year and win the Super Bowl. This is a team that's not playing at that level. There's no OBJ because he's injured. Allen Robinson isn't what he was in Chicago, at least not on this team. Correct. And defensively, we haven't seen, like, teams have been game planning around Aaron Donald. Quick throws, double teams, those different things. When you look at this matchup, Mike McCarthy said, we are not the underdogs, but they're six points. They're the six-point underdog in this game. Who would you pick to win this game and why? I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. As much as I talk about the Cowboys fan, I got to go with the Cowboys. Just looking across the board, we're starting with defense. That defensive line is by far, in my opinion, the best defensive front in the NFL, led by Michael Parsons. And I think he's going to get after that, that offensive tackle because the Rams, they haven't shown to be able to protect their quarterback. And uh, I just think Dallas, they're going to trend in that direction. But from an offensive standpoint, they are going to be able to move the ball on the Rams. And uh, for, for that, that's my pick. I tell you this. OK, so here's what I'm going to ask you. This is off the cuff. Right now, a quarter through the season, what's your Super Bowl matchup? Whew, that's a tough one. Right now. Oh, Buffalo out of the AFC. <laughs> Got to go with Tampa. Philly's playing lights out right now. Um, if they stay healthy, amazing defense, solid offensive line. Jalen Hurts, the leader. I think I'll take uh, Philly from the NFC. And from the AFC, oh, boy. I got to go with Buffalo. Yeah. I, I certainly want to go with Buffalo. And they Even come out of AFC South. You know what? I, I know you're going to say that. And your, your iron didn't come out of the closet this morning. <laughs> but, you know, I, I didn't want to stay home and be a homer, but I do root for the Jacks. I do think they'll win the South. I don't know if they're good enough to ascend and go as far as uh, I believe the Bills can go. The Bills are a well-put-together team. Yeah, They've yeah. been there. You know, they should have been there a year ago. And Josh Allen is a dog, so uh, I got to go with Buffalo coming yeah. out AFC. My picks are Philadelphia and Kansas City. I think all, we always want to doubt Kansas City and say people are coming. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is just playing at such a high level. And you doubt them because they go lose a game to Indy, but I feel like they learn so much, and then we see what they do against Tampa. And, I mean, we, listen, we can't have this show if Chan don't Chan. Chan, I saw something, man, that reminded me of you. Uh, I, saw, I, saw a guy, I saw a guy on a vehicle being toted somewhere mm -hmm. to use the bathroom at a very inopportune time. And immediately I thought, DK Metcalf is like Channing. No, I didn't know the man had to clench his butt cheeks. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I didn't know because I guess you used to piss on yourself. Yeah, or that's, in a that's when, they, when they say he had to go to the bathroom. I was saying, I hope it's not number one. Right. I be, you know, I be PG. I hope it's not number one. <laughs> you ain't got to. This is our show. You're not on. Okay. You're not on first take like you was early in the week talking about Tom Brady. If he, <laughs> if he on this damn cart to go piss, I was about to be fire hot <laughs> to, to, to take a piss. You got bottles, you got buckets, you got garbage cans, you got your leg, you got a towel. You ain't leaving the sideline. Your line. leg is not a place to piss. Well, every now and again, that's how <laughs> life comes at you. But I heard them bubble guts got to him. Yeah. And them bubble guts got to him, and he had to ride out. It's ridiculous, but I said, I've said it before, man. I can't criticize this, man. As a proud member of an a, a unrespected community. What's the community is that? The IBS community, man. The irritable bowel syndrome community? I can't even eat breakfast because <laughs> if I put something on my stomach at 9 a.m., <laughs> so you know I was just chan go chan. I'm not even chanting on DK Metcalf because the man got IBS. He had to go boo boo. You got a boo boo, you got a boo boo. How are you gonna run a nine route? 
when we got a turtle head. When it's G, he got a turtle head going run a nine route. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. So, so yeah, man had to hit the road. Has that ever happened to you? No, it's never happened to me, but I think he sharded. <laughs> That's why he got carded. But, uh, you know, in all seriousness, man, um, love you guys, man. And, you know, near and dear to us is our producer. Mm -hmm. And I know you was going to talk about pivoting to pink. No, so, you got it. Yeah, you got no, it. no, no, you got it. You, mm -hmm. I just like how you make it sound. It just flows so smoothly. <laughs> Mr. ESPN, take us there, man. Hey, listen, guys, uh, this is October. Obviously, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and that's very near and dear to us. The only reason our show is what it is and it moves the way it moves is because of Alicia Zubakowski. And the things that she's done for our show can never, never be repaid to her. But what she did do is she fought through breast cancer. And one of the quotes that are on these shirts that we are selling now, if you go to our uh, website, is... I have survived 100% of my worst days. Oof. And we all know people who have dealt with this. We all know families who have had to support their loved ones through it and how difficult it can be. And we want to see people come out on the other side. More than anything, we want to see these warriors recognized. So please tap in, go buy the shirts, support. We have a run that's coming up this weekend that we're extremely excited about. But before we go, I just want y'all to tap in with SeatGeek. And remember, if you use the promo code PIVOT, you get $20 off of whatever purchase you make. And it's not just football. It's not just basketball. It's not just baseball. You can go to many events, and SeatGeek is your way to get there. And remember, guys, anybody can podcast, but not everybody can pivot. And that's why they ain't working on Sunday. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, only vision I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a stomach cow, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up.